Hi, and welcome to Good Change Conversations with myself, Christy Hunter and Stina Smith. We're here to inspire everyday people to do good things. Good changes come in all shapes and sizes in the form of products, mindsets, routines, and more. Each episode, we're going to introduce you to small changes that will help you and the environment. We hope you take away at least one of these and change for the better. In the wise words of Elvis Presley, clean up your own backyard first and then the world's. Focus on the small changes. Don't try to do everything perfectly. Just little bits, one step at a time. So this is a power duo we have followed for a few years now, and we can't wait to grab hold of some of their wisdom and pass it on to our listeners. We're talking about plant-based entrepreneurs, Rosa and Margot, otherwise known as Two Raw Sisters. Rosa and Margot have come through a plethora of personal health issues such as chronic fatigue, endometriosis, gut issues and battles with being an underweight elite athlete, popped out the other side and created the most inspiring brand, Two Raw Sisters. From private workshops, online workshops, corporate events to their own cookbooks and brand Hello Raw, one of the many things we admire about these ladies is their personal involvement in helping each individual in their many workshops and events. It's not outsourced, it's the real deal. So Rosa and Margot, welcome, welcome, welcome from the Two Raw Sisters Test Kitchen in Christchurch. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having us. Lovely to, lovely to be here, and um, if it's a little bit echoey, it's purely because we're... Yeah, sorry. We just need the a, kitchen. We need to get some <laughs> soundboards in here. <laughs> so Rosa and Margot, tell us a little bit about your journey. Let's go right back to the start. Upbringing, what led you down this path? Who's, yeah. Who starts? Yeah, Do you this is start? the thing when there's two of us. I know. We, we always both... have to fight over the microphone, so yes. sorry if there's a bit of... Toing and froing. Um, um, we grew up on a farm in Rolleston um, back when it wasn't a huge blooming residential area. Yeah. Um, but pretty much had a, no- a very normal upbringing. I wouldn't say we, well, mum and dad definitely weren't super health focused. You know, Rosa loved a good old bit of KFC chicken and <coughs> had the old Copeland's pies and things like that. Um, but it was, our, it was our health journeys that really changed a lot of things for us personally and kind of the way we ate. Yeah so um, for me I was an elite athlete for about eight years so I started quite early on um, when I was about 14 years old and that went through to I was about 20 years old and throughout that time um, I gained a training obsession so I was doing very well for my age and Athletics New Zealand kind of took that on board and I was heading overseas and doing some amazing races and having a great time and then yeah it kind of got got to a point where I hit rock bottom and I literally got told you know if you don't do anything about you know your situation now it'll affect you later on in life so I was diagnosed with REDS which is um, relative energy deficiency in sport so um, that's where you got amenorrhea so you don't have your period before you're 20 years old you've got low bone density and low energy availability um so yeah, I was I had to pretty much stop competing um, professionally and focus on my health and well-being, and I had a lot of gut issues as well. So mm. I had parasites all in my gut, and that was affecting my mm. absorption of all the nutrients. So talking about it was a big thing for me in my recovery journey, um, and a lot of, I realised through doing that that a lot of young females were going through the same issue, whether it's 
directionally related or not like it doesn't have to be sport related obviously and yeah a lot of people voiced out to me I did a lot of talks around it and it was pretty incredible the feedback that I got from that and that kind of urged me to talk more about it and to also educate people and that's Mm. Margo kind of did the same with her journey as well yeah I had a very different Mm. (laughs) journey to Rose I was definitely not an elite athlete um complete opposite I had chronic fatigue syndrome um I got diagnosed when I was how was I 17 so um we both kind of missed a lot of our year 12 and 13 years at school Mm. which I don't know I think that maybe led to us being so entrepreneurial and wanting to I think we grew up really fast we had to you know we had to learn a lot about our bodies in terms of the power of food and like Rose was saying gut health and things like that and I think that's really where we came together to grow our passion and love for food and what we do now and then we're always always growing I got diagnosed with endometriosis last year and from then on that's kind of changed slightly or opened a new direction within two rural sisters um, which has been really cool so we're forever evolving um, and I think that's what we really want to do is stay super real and not be super strict on what on one thing that we do Um, we're all about helping people and We've got a platform where we can speak and be that person for people to relate to, like Rosa said, so that's really important to us. Yeah, I think it's that vulnerability too, and as you said, the, you know, showing your emotions Mm -hmm. and people can really relate to that and feel, it really starts to pull on your heartstrings. Yeah. Yeah. It's also very motivating for us as well to really continue on what we're doing and because it's, you see so many people and they're like, thank you so much for sharing your story and it's really inspiring for us. And I think, you know, you can sell a brand. It's the same at Good Change. You can sell a brand, but if you've got something a little bit more heartfelt where you're actually giving, you're taking what's happened to you and you're giving it back and offering advice and knowledge and recipes and et cetera to people who have gone through the same thing, it's so much more heartfelt and empowering. So um, reading your website, um, you can see your parents have got this amazing um, involvement in your business and you can really see the warmth of your family resonating through the website actually. Tell us about their involvement in your journey. It's just actually recently happened. mum's always done the accounts and stuff like that so thanks mum appreciate that (laughs) don't know how to do my taxes or GST at all um dad kind of came on board last year during lockdown actually dad um had a stroke about five years ago and it's been really interesting and really cool to see dad's recovery through food Um, it's definitely helped a lot He's obviously done a lot of other stuff, but um, foods maintain that. Dad used to be a huge meat eater, and now he was our oh, plants, whatever, get them out of here. But now he, he really loves it, and I think it's simply taking our philosophy of teaching people how to cook plants in a more fun, exciting, inventive way and actually showing them how you can cook them mm. rather, rather than just stir-frying. So, yeah, Dad's come in with the more meat aspect. So since we released our second book, we kind of go by the motto, all eaters welcome. We believe you don't have to be vegan or vegetarian to be healthy. Everybody's body is totally different. And getting people, you know, a big thing for us is getting people to start their meals with their plants rather than their meat and getting good quality meat. So Dad's kind of come on board with that. So there seems to be a worldwide shift towards plant-based. And I know, as you mentioned you incorporate meat into your meals as well. But so many people are shifting to a more raw, whole foods type diet. Why do you think that is? I think New Zealand is, it's a farming nation, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like 
we're not ahead of the game, but we're definitely moving. Yeah. In terms of that connection between love and food, I know that when I eat something that's had a whole lot of love put into it that's healthy and fresh and you can just tell that there's been some energy put into the food, it just makes me feel really happy. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts about that? I think everyone these days is so stressed out with work, so focused on following a recipe word for word and that's when cooking just gets stressful and you're like, oh for frick's sake I'm just going to do this. But like that's where our love and passion in the kitchen has come from using a recipe as a guideline and just using what we have at home and being confident and just going with the flow. And I think that's when the love and passion comes into the food because you have just created it on your feelings and what you feel like and what you want, what's in season, what's in the fridge, um, rather than you know a lot of people at the start of the week write an ingredient list on what they need and it's three pages long and that it's expensive and then you know you just have that thought in your head this was really expensive I've got to follow this recipe whereas just by getting what's in season what you feel like and it's that motivation as well I think one big thing for people is that they just lack a motivation on what to cook and they end up just doing the same thing every single night of the week and that's been me the past week (laughs) that's when we're not perfect either that's when cooking becomes a real chore it's like oh what are we gonna have for dinner type of thing so that's where the workshops are great because we kind of refresh people in our books mm. we're giving recipes and it's just like Margot said sending that message out that you guys can get creative in the kitchen you don't have to follow a recipe step by step like use our recipes as the base and go mm. from there um I so think, yeah I think like anything it can be overdone and that's where the love just drains out of it so you know we're big advocates with all of our recipes they last three to four days so people only do have to be in the kitchen two to three times a week and you know every time you get in the kitchen you actually look forward to it rather than doing it three times a day seven days a week you know it can get very like draining and it's just a drag yeah especially when you're a parent yeah yeah Yeah. whereas by having like your breakfast and your lunch sorted then you don't have to worry about it and it's like great I've got a really yummy salad and every time you make it you really put everything into it I love everything that you guys do but if you were talking to our listeners and giving them a bit of an idea of the key staples that they should have in their kitchen to cook like this are there some staple ingredients we've got a um you're gonna need to buy our cookbooks yeah (laughs) We've got a a pantry staples list in the beginning of each of our books and it's a big thing that we find people do is they overclutter their um, pantries and have like eight different grains and eight different nuts Mm. and seeds and all these flours and spices and it's just overwhelming and then they don't use everything up. They might use like a quarter of a teaspoon or something and never use it again. So we've refined the pantry staples list down to what we feel is the most essential ingredients to have and we use them a lot throughout our book so you know you're not going to buy your smoked paprika and only one of our recipes is going to use that certain ingredient like mm. you can use it in lots of different ways and yeah we really encourage people to declutter their pantry and it will naturally declutter their mind and make cooking less stressful mm. and just use what you've got use those pantry staples so yeah in the book it's very clear yeah. and people don't have to start with that whole list they don't have to get it all at once they can slowly grow it over time Mm. and that's where the substituting comes in if you don't have quinoa use brown rice instead or if you don't have turmeric use cumin powder so it's just making Mm. it really flexible I think a big thing as well and our point of difference is a lot of people when they think of plant-based it's expensive ingredients superfoods that I've never Mm. heard of before whereas all of our pantry staples are ingredients everyone will be familiar with they would have used thousands of times before um 
and yeah they're really cost effective as well it's not like you're going to pay 30 dollars a bottle for something and never going to use it again i think it's good because um what one of the things you know i think a lot of us have that traditional you know meat first and then yeah. add the grain so so as you touched on before it is a little bit scary to all of a sudden think plant-based first mm -hmm. so for those of us you know for those of us listening and for us you know if we want to start into that scary unknown and plant-based <laughs> so where, for those of us feeling that way so where, where would we start again like that's well salads for example that that's probably our most popular workshop and they're a great mm. way um to start in terms of starting meals with your plants a lot of salads you know people think of a salad as lettuce cucumber tomato and if you're lucky a little bit of feta but all of our salads you know we make them substantial enough that you can actually have them on their own as a um, plant-based meal but we do encourage people to add some meat on the side if they mm. do choose to too good change bamboo reusable towels the perfect alternative to a single-use paper towel or the blue synthetic rolls that stay on the planet forever use wash and reuse up to 85 times then compost them in your home and send them back to nature. Available from your local supermarket or online at www.goodchangestore.com. Help support good changes in New Zealand homes with Good Change Bamboo Towels. I think that's where and that's why we continue to do the workshops because a lot of people look in a recipe book and like the effort behind a recipe and the styling and the photography that needs to go and it's meant to look beautiful and that can put a lot of people off they're like oh god I can't make that whereas and a lot of us are visual learners whereas that's where the workshops are so great because we're physically teaching people and giving them the confidence and they can ask us questions there and then um, and then that follows on to the cookbooks and you know our salads like I was saying are substantial so you actually if you start with them, you'll actually notice that you get more satisfied through eating those types of salads and you'll naturally decrease your meat intake. Whereas when people are starting with their meat options, they're like filling themselves up with meat and then because they're having like lettuce and tomato, that's not really going to fill them up. So the meat's their way of filling satisfying them, up. them. So yeah, trying to start with the plants and then, like I said, you'll naturally decrease your meat intake. And, you know, we know that firsthand through ourselves and like our parents as well. They've adapted that approach to how you should start a meal and they definitely have noticed the difference. Mm -hmm. Like they would happily sit down now and just have a beautiful big salad. Through all the, the workshops that you're doing and the events you're doing, you're bound to run into the odd skeptic. We always get that. My husband just loves me. He wouldn't eat this. We're like, try it. And they come back and they're like, oh my God, he loved it. Yeah, like that's a comment. Like some uh, wife will come to us and she'll be like, oh my gosh, my husband never eats salads. He hates vegetables. And now he's constantly asking me to make this certain recipe from your cookbook. Which I is think it's, cool. it's not, again, it's knowing how to cook them in a different way, mm. like adding a grain, adding spice to your roasted veggies, a really yummy dressing, nuts and seeds. Mm. We need to come up with another word for salads because they're really not, you know, salads. salads. Yeah. They're meals. Almost. And is it because traditionally, you know, we've filled the cupboard with, you know, gluten, dairy, Mm. a little bit of sugar that those yeah. are kind of our go-to ingredients when we're cooking something yeah. and we're open to you know where if you don't have coconut yogurt use greek yogurt if you don't have plant-based milk use dairy milk so we're not so much around it has to be dairy free it's more those extras like margaret said your spices are really nice easy dressing that takes like two seconds to whip up it's cooking your vegetables in a 
more appealing way rather than just boiling and stir frying all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I really wish I'd eaten before I came here because I'm I'm getting hungry just hearing about it. <laughs> Amazing. For our listeners, three takeaways that you could um, give them to, to help enhance their love of cooking in the kitchen. What, what would be your three little tips that they could take away today? I, I hate the word meal prep, but meal prep. So like I was saying earlier, so you only have to cook two or three times a week. On a Sunday, I think, well, everyone kind of just accepts and puts time aside for dinner. So I think a big thing, especially for busy mums or people working you know is a breakfast and a lunch so always on a Sunday making a sal- a big salad that's going to last you four days all of our salads last at least three days so they're a great option to go to so all you need to do is put it in a container in the morning and head off um, breakfast as well making like a big butcher or a porridge at the start of the week mm. it's funny people always make the same breakfast every morning and it's like why don't you just make a big batch on a Sunday and then you've got it because it's going to take you the same amount of time to make mm. four times the recipe than it is one times the recipe not being so strict on following a recipe step by step so not necessarily measuring things um a lot of our stuff you don't actually it doesn't have to rise so you can kind of get away with my worst nightmare is chucking a little bit more spice or nuts and seeds so especially your salad um recipes just be a bit more fluent with what you're chucking in um but yeah just being a bit more creative with the recipe and not getting stuck on having to have every single ingredient that we list just if you don't have a pumpkin but you've got a kumara and a potato chop that up chuck it in the oven Mm. it'll be absolutely fine yeah amazing Wow. And so, guys, you've got a third book coming out. We We do. do. Has that just been completed or...? Yep, so we've finished it all, recipes and um, script and stuff, and then it'll be out in October, which is really exciting. This one's um, fully on salads, so Perfect if you are wanting to start some plant-based meals. Yes. Um, Salads are your best way to start... um, kind of incorporating yeah. that into your lifestyle. We've also got another really exciting thing is a Tyrell Sisters app. So um, we're going to be doing, so we're going to have loads of recipes on there. Um, we're going to be doing meal plans. We're going to be doing workshops on there. So that's a really cool thing to um, get around as well. Amazing. Fingers and pies, so to yeah. speak. Well, thank you guys. That well, is so inspiring. Yeah, it has been. It's just, um, it's, it's like, it's so wonderful to actually hear how you can, incorporate some better habits and some better and and also refine the love for food because as you were mentioning earlier it can become quite tedious when you've got a family and you're going through the drill every single night um and you're probably i'm probably a bit of a victim of looking at what what meat you know meat first and then yeah with a a family you're probably cooking two meals right you know when your kids are young so it's having that meal prep so you can cook their stuff and you can focus on them getting lots of nutrients and then you're sorted so you don't have to worry about that that's a great learning oh yay yeah, thanks yeah, for having us. us that third that third cookbook i'll be on to that mm. absolutely it's gonna be a great I've got one. one and two so i'll be out yeah on for number number three perfect <laughs> thank, thank you very much guys no worries thanks for having us thanks and love loving your products yeah keep it thank up thank you thank you thank you for listening to our good change conversations we hope you are walking away feeling excited and inspired by those doing good things Keep coming back. We have so much more we want to tell you.